Hello, 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 everyone. This is Anthony from the PS Blue Podcast, back again with another quick message. So as you could probably hear in my voice, I've had some sinus issues over the last month, month and a half. So I've been going to work, coming home and going to sleep. I haven't had a chance to upload what we have been recording, but we do have things out there. It's just about pushing it out and catching everyone back up. So the episode you're about to listen to, we recorded around Halloween time. So that's why you, you're, you'll you hear some Halloween references and some of the news and topics might be a little bit dated, but we try and keep our episodes relevant no matter what. We, we, we do have topical stuff in there, so you know, you're just going to have to sort of hold your breath on that, but expect a more consistent uploading schedule over the next few weeks as I recuperate. And I might even do like one or two episodes like back to back so we can become a little bit more relevant again because I wanna talk about our God of War discussion. We've both played it and beaten it and I want everyone to get in on that. And we are still a couple weeks, as far as recordings and uploads are concerned, a couple weeks behind. So thank you everyone for your patience and continued support. And without further ado, here's episode 19 of the PS Blue Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PS Blue Podcast, available everywhere. This is episode 19. As always, I'm joined by Vinny, my cousin and co-host. How are we doing today? Anthony, I'm doing great. It's Halloween season, my favorite time of the year. This is my favorite holiday. I don't know about you. Really? But I think think as I've matured, I've grown an appreciation for Halloween. I, I love to be scared, so this is my favorite time of the year. Yeah, I, I really like it, too, and it's it's really fitting, the topics that we have. Um, so so it's sort of interesting how that worked. Uh, PT, Silent Hill, Modern Warfare 2. I mean, Modern Warfare 2, not really, but I mean, there's just, there's a dead space, dead space. We got a lot of uh, Halloween-y topics today, so so I agree with you there. It's, it's, a, it's a really fun time of year, and it almost, it gets you ready for the holiday season halloween it just feels different summer's over i hate summer uh growing up in florida it's just like the worst it's so hot um uh, some people love it i personally don't like how hot it is all the time (laughs) i i I like uh i like october i like the weather situation but uh anyway what video games are you playing right now dude i i've just been playing more overwatch you know, I, I've been trying to mm. play other games, but what I'm finding is before I go into them, I just say to myself, I I could just be playing Overwatch right now. I'm still just so addicted to it um, that I'm at that I'm still at that sort of initial phase of just being extremely addicted to a video game and and not wanting to play anything else. So I would imagine that's going to end pretty soon here, considering all of these games coming out within the next right. few weeks. I think God of War in particular is probably going to be the one that you know, I clearly am going to stop playing Overwatch to just play God of War as much as I possibly can. But yeah, yeah, dude, Overwatch 2, it's fantastic. We talked about it last week, so I won't, you know, you know, bring up everything that we discussed last week, but it's just so good. You know, it it really is just an incredible game. So um, it has its faults that we talked about, but I'm loving every moment of it. What, what, What about you? What, what are you diving into? I am playing near automata or automata Ooh. i still don't know which way you're supposed to pronounce it but it's a it's it's a special game i can tell and and really and yes if you look at the sort of situation around this game critically 
people say how amazing it is. That's all people say. It's it's it takes it takes so many risks, and so far, every single one of them has paid off. Except for that annoying intro sequence. I can't. And, and you're gonna laugh when you because I know you haven't played it yet. But once you get into it. <laughs> You're going to laugh because you're going to go, wow, Anthony was right. This beginning sequence is a pain in my ass. I would say, I remember the last time we spoke, we both picked this game for each other. We were trying to do a, a segment called Backlog Battle, but it turned into four-hour consideration. Yes. <laughs> so we don't have a four-year consideration at the end of this episode because we're both playing a game and kind of taking our time with it. But, but you know, we're, we're still working some stuff out here on the PS Blue podcast. But anyway, getting back to it. The game is just, it's just fun to play. Um, the story is convoluted as hell. Uh, I don't really know what's going on, but the game is just plain fun. And and the other game that I've been diving into, and I'm going deep now with this game, I and I didn't want to do this, but Horizon Forbidden West. Wow. Still, yeah. still on Horizon. Still wow. on Horizon and going strong. I am like... I wasn't planning on doing all these side activities, but once I start, and this is why I said this last time, but once I start, I can't stop doing all the side stuff. The crazy thing is, is the game is so hard. I'm playing it on like the difficulty after normal. So I am playing it on a harder difficulty, but the game to where I'm at is so hard that I have to grind these side quests out, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so happy I'm doing it that way because the side quests are amazing. I know I talked about skipping some of the, the cutscenes and, and things of that nature, and that still holds true, but the gameplay, the writing is, it, it's, it's excellent. And, and it's, uh, I, I don't want to talk too early about game of the year, but it's definitely, definitely the front runner for game of the year that is not Elden Ring, which is a category we will have for our game of the year podcast. <laughs> I promise you that because Elden Ring is, it changed the genre, but a uh, little bit of a tangent. Anyway, before we dive into the episode, I have a new segment that I wanted to uh, run past you, Vinny. You, you're not aware okay. of this. So, okay. Um, this segment is called Check the Tape. Now, oh it's. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> it's taking place of a uh, quote of the week. This is uh, from episode 17 of the PS Blue podcast. And. Uh, Anyway, just just let, we're just gonna listen in. It's hey, like a full campaign here. You don't like, listen I, to me, do you? And I told you. I said play the campaign. It's nah, like nah. Diddy we're Kong Racing. Check the, tape. check the tape. You never said <laughs> check the tape. You never said that. I, I promise you. I Anthony, I went into the campaign mode. You. I was like, wait. So I like I I had like four hours into it. I was like, this is like an actual campaign. I thought it was gonna be a stupid like. Oh, no, it's the campaign's know, amazing. Ooh, Crash Team Racing. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one. That is definitely off genre, as you describe it. Right. That is. Right. I haven't played a kart racer in forever. So Forever. This one's a little different because it has a really good campaign mode. Like, really oh, good. good. <laughs> like, you don't have to beat it or anything, but I just want you to play the specifically the campaign. <laughs> Vinny, what do, you have, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Sorry to put you on the Man. spot like that, but yeah, that's embarrassing. I I I don't recall. I'm still I, I'm at a loss for words, man. It, it does sounds like <laughs> it does sound like you did tell me 
and you made it very specific, which makes it even worse. You know, it right. wasn't like some some off thing that you had mentioned. That no. was like you deliberately said only play the campaign mode. Yeah. <laughs> which is what made it so funny <laughs> so just yeah. just uh yeah Vinny, you were so cocky about it you were like yeah i you didn't you never said that okay you never said that and uh i actually did episode 15 of the ps blue podcast when i gave you that game that's exactly what i said so here we are diving into episode 19 and we are going to start with the ps5 pro Yes, we've heard this rumor time and time again. The PlayStation 5 Pro is coming. There's a blueprint that got leaked out here. It's reported here and there. But according to this IGN article, yes, IGN, a very reputable source in the industry, there's dev kits circulating uh, for the PS5 Pro and a newer upgraded model of the Xbox Series X slash PS5 Pro equivalent. Vinny, talk to me about this. I think we may have discussed this, albeit briefly in the past, so I'm actually curious what your opinion on it on it is. It's not unexpected that there's going to be a PS5 Pro. I think everybody is expecting that given the success of the PS4 Pro. And I remember when the PS4 Pro came out, there was like a huge debate. Do we need this? You know, what is this? And the PS4 Pro wasn't really that big of a jump. You know, it, like I owned a, an original PS4, I own the Pro, and the jump from a PS4 to a PS4 Pro really wasn't that noticeable for me personally, maybe very nominal in video games and how they ran. And I'm the frame rate guy on the, on the channel here. So I didn't really notice. Maybe there were some games that ran at a couple extra frames, but it wasn't a leap, you know. But based on this... It sounds like we're getting a leap. This sounds like it's going to be like a whoa. Like this article, this IGN article that that you talked about here. Some of the rumors, or I, I guess we should take things with a grain of salt for now. But this is from Tom Henderson, who's like a known, credible gaming insider, leaker, things like that. It sounds like this thing's going to do 4K 60 easy, easy 4K 60, like native 4K, which on the PS5 right now is difficult for some games so uh we're also going to get a clean 4k 120 fps and this is actually saying that there's going to be 8k supported on these devices uh it talks about the next evolution of the series x as well uh but it looks like that's what they're going for is 8k uh i i suppose it makes sense given that these are going to come out in 2023 2024 based on what he, what what's leaked here and this, that's a totally another, a whole another discussion that I'm sure you're going to bring up where it's, do we really need this, you know, this soon when it's impossible to get your hands on a PS5 still to this day? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little conflicted with this report. I, I what, do you, what are your feelings on this? 2023, let me tell you this. If this thing comes out next year, that's ridiculous. It cannot come out next year. I'm sorry. We do not need this console next year. I, I don't want to see a PS5 Pro next year. I just don't. Uh, I might be alone there. I'm curious to see what you're going to say about it. I think 2024 is the earliest that we could see this thing come out and me think to myself, okay, it's time. Like I've had, I I mean, looking back on it, Anthony, we've had PlayStation 5s for what, two, maybe three years now. We're coming on three years, I think, this year. Yeah, so about three years. It'll be about three years. 
and there just hasn't been anything, you know, I feel like we're so early in this generation that's just too soon. So what are your thoughts? Uh, I know I'm rambling here, but for me, it just seems too soon, but the jump is there based on the leaks. So it does sound like we're getting a huge jump. I just feel like this is a little soon for me. Uh, it better not be next year. I swear that that would be ridiculous. It's it's really weird. We're we're in this sort of situation now where a console isn't a console anymore. I, I don't know if that makes sense yeah, or not. It but does. It, but it's it it's like it's the next evolution of this gaming device that can play games like a console, right? And and it's an, it's a new computer with with new because because that's what the consoles are. They're computers. It's it's a computer with with better um hardware for for lack of a better phrase it's it's a computer with better hardware now what you get in a ps5 pro is scalability right you can scale some of these games on the ps5 up to a higher performance or resolution or what have you and 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 that's what we've seen with the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. The scalability, you, loading screens are, are decreasing. Now you can do this certain resolution or that certain resolution, but we don't see games being the forefront of these conversations, in my opinion. It's all about reducing loading screen times, native 4K resolution, frame rate. Nothing is pushing the boundaries of gameplay, right? So... That's the difference here is, is we're just we're just in a different space. We're, we're in a different space than we used to be. We're, we're not going from 2D to 3D platforming. You know what I mean? We're not going from 480p to 1080p. That's the biggest leap I think you've ever seen. Um, we're, we're not going from uh, 16-bit to 32-bit even. You know what I mean? This is not this is all about making a new piece of hardware marketable and selling more consoles to proliferate the brand as much as possible. It's not about the games in, in my opinion. Really? That's interesting, Anthony, because I guess for coming from somebody like me, that the frame rate guy loves the way that games run. I think the jump from 30 to 60 is I think it's a massive jump. It is like a quantum leap, like generally for me coming from me, uh, the games feel different, play different. This to me, the specs at least, or at least what it's going to output at ultra HD, 8k 60 to 120 frames. That's what I was thinking. The PlayStation six was going to be, you know what I mean? I thought that 8k would be the you know, the, the benchmark for the next generation, you know, not this middle jump. And that's what kind of grabbed my eye personally. I think the leap is there if this is accurate. And, you know, I've played 120 frames on the PS5. Uh, you know, I just played the most recent Modern Warfare 2 at 120 frames. The PS5 just can't do it. Like, like it can do it. It can run a game at 120 frames. But the level of detail in the game, it's staggeringly, just dramatically less. Uh, I, 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 granted, I have limited experience with it. It's only with the PlayStation Five, you know, that I've played. Um, you know, I was kind of flipping between the versions. If you can get 
Modern Warfare 2, let's say, for example, running at 120 frames and look as good as it looks, you know, in the 60 frames mode that it does now, that to me is a, that is a leap. That is a, that is a genuine leap. That is a PlayStation 5 to PlayStation 6 leap, in my opinion. That's not, so it it sounds like they're really making just an insane emphasis on um, you know, what these things are capable of internally. And uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, this to me seems like way more of a leap than the PS4 Pro was. PS4 Pro was nominal at best. And it just reminds me, yeah. it reminds me of adding a rumble pack to your N64 controller. <laughs> like It's a new feature. Cool. We can have a, an, a higher frame rate and, and the rumble pack was cool. It was more immersive. There was no rumble on other like controllers at the time, but it's not a different game. If, if you can run modern warfare two at 120 frames and, and still have a 4k resolution, that's great, but you could still play that game on PS four. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, when is it going to be mandatory for the game like you were saying earlier, the PS5 were so early into its life cycle, it doesn't really have this dr- drastic library of exclusive games. When are we going to see a game developer say, no, we are not releasing a 30 FPS version of this game. This game will only be on PS5 and it will only run at 60 frames per second, 4K native. When are we going to see that? Yeah, we just live in a different time. And, and I'm glad That's that what you I'm brought saying. that up to, to, uh, you know, for, to your original point. It's just a different time, and these console life cycles are also really long. I think that's another thing. The PlayStation 4 console life cycle was forever. I, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it felt like it was about, I mean, it, it had to have been nearly five years over what the PS3's life cycle was, if I were to bet, something like that. So, I don't know, man. I'm conflicted about it. Is, is what I'm, I keep going back and forth here. I know it because it's sad because I'm probably going to get one of these being the frame rate guy and the, you know, things like that. I think this speaks to me, but we can't do this next year. It's just not right, you know, and I'm curious to see, maybe I'll pull that up when we discuss maybe a, a next topic. When the PlayStation 4 came out after the original PlayStation 4 released, to the best of your recollection, I feel like that felt appropriate. You know, I felt like we were five, at least at least five years into the PlayStation 4's life cycle up to that point. And maybe I'm wrong on that in the comments. I'm sure I'll hear it. But it just felt a lot less like, you know, we can't already see a PlayStation 5 Pro next year when the console is this early in its life cycle. And on top of that, is just not readily available to the general public. You can't do it. So, and imagine if you just now, you've been waiting years to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 now, three years, and you just got it, and you hear this news, that the PS5 Pro is coming out next year. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like a slap in the face to some of the consumers. They got to they gotta be very careful about this and not release it too soon. Um, but on the other side of the coin... I can't wait to get my hands on one of these bad boys. I'll be honest with you. I play these games at 120 frames, Anthony. And I, I brought it up on the podcast before that I cannot wait for you personally to play particularly in FPS at 120 frames. I think you'll 
you'll see the difference. I firmly believe that. I mean, I I think there's a difference there. I just don't know that I care enough. But I mean, thirty to sixty, it's it's a huge leap. Like it really is. I, I just I don't think that sixty to one twenty. We we had this whole conversation last week, so I'll save it. But I I just don't think it's as big of a leap. I I, I think you know not not to uh, harp on the same topic for too long, but I think. Going back to your point about selling original PS5s, I think the PS5 Pro is an excuse for Sony to lower the price of the PS5 and output more of that console. You see this happen all the time. They're going to come up with a PS5 Pro because and 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 here's the other here's the other thing. Microsoft and Sony, we talked about this before, the console wars are back. If Microsoft is going to come out with an Xbox Series X to 1.5 Xbox One, whatever they're going to call it, because it'll be have some really, yeah. really HD remix. HD remix. There you go. <laughs> A- Xbox Series X 1.5 HD right. remix. Right. <laughs> so when they come out with that, Sony has no choice but to come out with a PS5 Pro. Otherwise, they look like the inferior company. So it's like a anything you can do, I can do better sort of a thing. And and I don't know if it's good or bad. I just wish my point that I'm trying to drive home at the end of the day is let's just make it about video games again. That's why I'm not like a, a huge fan of VR. And, and that's like a known thing on the podcast. But VR is about changing the immersion of the of the gamer and creating something new and different. That's the direction that I think we should go in. How do we go ahead? Sorry, it's to the VR point, I think that this console with these specs, imagine what VR worlds can become. You know what I mean? With these specs, but with the console, this level the, of the, enhancement, with this level that of has detail that you can add. It has everything to do with the console. It doesn't it's have everything. Well, it doesn't console. have nothing. It doesn't have nothing it has everything to do with the console. To do with it. But the console display, it, it's it's uh, running on the display of the headset. The headset has hardware in it too that has to keep up with what's happening so it's i don't know i am not a pro on vr but i know that the headset is heavily involved in what you can do so but that's not even my point my point isn't even about virtual reality it's about looking at different ways to make a video game impact someone in a new way you know and and to me it's not about 8k 16k 24k 5000k it's about having a core experience that is transcending what we've seen in the past. And you know where you see that is an Astro's Playroom, a game where you, this is a new way to experience something. Your controller is having some sort of sensory experience with the gamer. That is different. That is new. We need to start focusing on things like that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think that's why there's numbered releases and then they're, they're these pro models that are a slight sure. upgrade of those numbers. So not, not anything like that. I, I'm sure the PlayStation 6 will, you know, uh, appease your appetite there. I, I have a good feeling about that. So <laughs> you're going to have to wait out until until the... So you're not going to get one of these is, is what I'm here? No? No, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, yeah, I'm probably going to get one too. <laughs> All right, moving on. So Modern Warfare 2, the campaign is coming out very soon. Uh, it, it's releasing 
before the multiplayer comes out, which I believe we've seen this in the past, right, Vinny, with some of the other games? Like, um, or am I wrong? With some of the earlier Call of Duty games? Yeah. No, this is the first time that they've done this. Uh, oh, really? Where the campaign releases a week earlier. For those that pre-ordered, you know, uh, and it's only for the digital version, I think, um, that get access to the campaign. And it's a brilliant move, by the way. I, th- I know I talked about it briefly in the previous podcast and one of them, uh, but this is a great move by um, Activision. I think it's it makes total sense. And it's a it's it's just it's really good to be able to play a Call of Duty campaign without thinking on the back of my mind. Uh, you know, I could be leveling up in multiplayer right now. You know, you don't want that on the back of your mind yeah. when you're playing a campaign. I think it's a it's a it's a chance for people that don't play the campaign to have an opportunity to do so. And what I mean by that is some people are so heavily involved in the multiplayer that they get absorbed in it and they just never really see or give the campaign the time of day. This forces them, of course, if you're excited for the new Modern Warfare gameplay and the multiplayer, you you're, you want to see the gameplay, you want to dive right in, of course you're going to play the campaign. Whether you're a single-player FPS guy or not, whether or not, you know, um, what was I saying? Oh, just you're, you're going to play the campaign when the when it releases. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was saying whether, whether, whether or not you're, you're someone who likes to play the campaign, of one of these games, you have no choice if you want to see the new mechanics, the new graphics, the new this and that. And if you're hyped for Modern Warfare, you're going to play the campaign, even if you're only a multiplayer type of player. Um, I agree with you. I think it's a really, really smart move. And I also think that, okay, let me just uh, make this point by, by giving you an anecdote. So I was watching football and... Uh, uh, a, a trailer came on for what I thought was a movie. And I was like, why are they making a movie with uh, CGI? Like, why are they having like the CGI gloss over the movie? Because the, the graphics are so good in this that I mistook it for real actors that somehow got like a CGI treatment. I really thought that it was... Uh, Actors at first, the first time I, I saw it, just like giving it a glance, um, it's really, really impressive. Like, I, I, I have to say, Vinny, what, what, did you have a yeah. similar uh, response yeah, to no, the... No, I was the exact same way, and I know usually when you watch YouTube videos for like Call of Duty trailers, there's, you read the comments, they're all negative, because there's just that kind of negative connotation to a Call of Duty every year, it's the same thing every year. And I know the trailer that you're talking about. If you read the comments, they are almost all of them from what I saw. And this was like a week ago. So maybe things have changed. We're all positive. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I cannot believe this is an actual video. Like, it does look real. And you can tell that's probably to your point, to your earlier point, why they're releasing the game this early or the single player. Another added component to that is that they're probably... They spent a ton of money on these cutscenes, and the quality of the campaign yeah. is really high. They probably invested a lot of money, and they know that a large part of their fan base doesn't even touch these campaigns. Uh, and that's probably why, what was it, Black Ops 4 didn't even have a campaign because they said, you know, people just aren't playing these things. And 
if they're going to invest this money into these campaigns, they want people to play them. So it makes sense for them to release it this, at this time, at this window. But my goodness, dude, you're you're not kidding. It, this is like next level. This is like unlike anything I've seen. I mean, the cutscenes are usually really good, but this is like top tier. Like, no, oh my gosh, like yeah, it's it's, it's outstanding. It's, uh, I, I, just to reiterate, it's it's something about the facial animations, whether it's mocap or whether I, I'm assuming it's mocap because these are some actors that whose faces I recognize. Um, the way that they were able to capture the performances and relay that to the C- CG models is I, I the closest that I've that I've seen to this is Death Stranding and I and and Horizon you know same engine they're very similar in the in the way that they're animated but you could tell it's a video game even though it looks great this I, I Vinny I swear to you I thought I was watching a trailer for a movie I was like what movie is this why do they have some CG gloss over them but I thought that they were like actors. I, I, I don't know how else to explain it. It's I don't know if it's the lighting. I'm pretty sure it's the animation of the, the, the facial animation. Like, like I said, I'm kind of talking in circles here. But something about these early clips, if this is actually what the game looks like, it's, it's going to be one of the best looking games ever from a uh, animation perspective animating human uh emotions and and performances uh it, it's it's really really something special but but having said all that we were talking about this earlier what do you actually want to see in the gameplay gameplay is so important what do you want to see in the campaign i'll tell you right off the bat what i want to see i want to see big set pieces i want to see some you know unique way of I want boots on the ground but I want them to have some unique elements in it and I want to care about the characters and I want to care about the story especially if we're getting this high level of uh, animation I want it to I, I want to care about these people and I want the the campaign to be fun to play and not just you know enemies running toward you and then one random you're a gunner in a tank and then you go back to shooting enemies. I, w- I want there to be some variety. What do you want to see in the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, Vinny? You know, I was reading the topics and when I read this one, I was I kind of thought to myself, what are the things that I personally love in a Call of Duty campaign? And the one that kind of stands out to me the most, and I think that you've played this one, so you could probably speak to this as well, is Black Ops 1. And one of the things that you said was that I want to care about these characters. Now, Call of Duty, most of these campaigns suffer from the same problem, and it's that I just don't care about the characters. You can have the big set pieces, the um, almost cookie-cutter action movie moments, like kind of going by the book to the point where I just don't care about any of the characters. But... I want to go on that globe-trotting adventure, which is what these games are, but what Black Ops 1 did so brilliantly was it was a globe-trotting adventure, you know, all over the place, but there's kind of that grounded story and that really well-told story. I, I just hope this has a good story for once. You know, the last few Call of Duties, the last few campaigns, 
the majority of them over the last 10 years, I would argue outside of, you know, the most recent modern warfare in 2018, just really haven't had the best stories, you know, the, the very cookie cutter by the book safe, um, nothing that's going to jump out at you. So I hope this game takes risks, man, with its story and it takes turns. And I actually care about what's going on on the screen because that's when you get, in my opinion, the best top tier level of Call of Duty campaign. Because I love these campaigns, I'm going to love it regardless because I'm very similar to you where it's like, you know, if, if this has great set pieces, that's going to be fun in general. I'm going to enjoy it. I have that sort of, you know, I, I'm almost, you know, I just enjoy those that sort of aspect of the game. But I hope this has a good story, man. I really do. I hope it's grounded, you know, boots to the ground. Like you said, we know we're getting that, but make me care about these characters. Is that is that going to happen here? I'm curious to see how much do I need to remember from Modern Warfare 1's campaign as well. Like, do I need to know everything that happened in that game? Because I'll be honest with you, I know I know bits and pieces of it, The you know, the bigger iconic moments of that campaign. Uh, but those were more from a gameplay standpoint, not necessarily a story standpoint. So... I'm I'm interested. I'm cautiously optimistic. The trailer looks awesome. I just, are they going to get me to care about these characters? That's the only thing that I'm worried about, and that's been something that Call of Duty has suffered with for a long time since the old Black Ops days. So we'll see, man. I'm, I'm very excited, though. This looks outstanding. It looks like it's going to be, at worst, a great Call of Duty campaign. You know, in general, yeah. it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to play. Um but the next level Call of Duty campaigns are those that can give a good story. So we'll see. I just, uh, it would be such a waste of such talent from an, again, I know I sound like I'm repeating myself so much, but it would be such a waste of, of this talented animation team and mocap team if the story wasn't written well. And it seems like it has, and it's just off first glance, it's just off this one trailer that I saw a few days ago, but it seems like they're trying to do something uh, worthwhile. It, it really does. Um, one thing that I wish they they had was the ability to purchase portions of the game a la carte. I'm pretty sure they're they've done that before where you could just purchase the campaign or just purchase the multiplayer. Didn't they try that with one of the black ops games or one of the might've been, uh, I don't remember which one. I, I, I don't think that they have, they may have done that with, uh, call of duty zombies. I think at one point, uh, but I don't know if a campaign outright has been available to purchase. I just, um, I wish they would because yeah. I, I can't justify spending $70 yes. on a six hour campaign. I just can't. I can't because I'm not going to play the multiplayer. I mean, I'll play it. I'll go into it, you know, just to get my ass handed to me. (laughs) And then I'll be like, all right, everybody here is too good. Enjoy uh, the kill streak. Um, And then I just throw a grenade up in the air and then rage quit. And then that's that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will certainly have firsthand impressions because it comes out this Friday. So I'm... I'm ready to play. I'm sure on the next podcast, I'll be able to discuss if it lives up to these, uh, what are, what are starting to become really high expectations, at least for me. And it sounds like from you as well. So we shall see. I'm very excited though. Okay, great. So this is a fun one, Vinny. Somebody, 
Uh, this is according to Eurogamer.net. A data miner got PT. Remember PT from Kojima? And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, supposed to be like a Silent Hill, I guess, playable trailer is what PT supposedly stood for. Um, very creepy. Very one of the scariest horror experiences I've had in a video game. Um, anyway, somebody got PT to be playable on a PS5 uh, from a hacked emulator. Um, streamer and data miner Lance McDonald has managed to get the game working on a non-jailbroken PS5 console. This is, again, courtesy of Eurogamer.net. Vinny, do you have anything to say about this? This is kind of interesting story. We're a little it's light just, on topic, so... Nah, <laughs> no, it's it's so funny just how this game is never going to die. You know what right. I mean? There's always right. going to be a PT story every year, it seems like. And the game came out like 10, 15 years ago. There's the voice, first voice crack of the, of the episode, by the way, <laughs> courtesy of Vinny Massey. But the game just... It will never die, and it's because it is genuinely the most terrifying game that I think I've ever played personally, and it just has such an iconic kind of story behind it, you know, the the infamously canceled Silent Hill game, so on and so forth, but man, it's just so funny how people are just finding different ways to play this game, and I'm sure Sony's gonna, they're gonna release a patch where this ain't gonna be a thing anymore, so maybe people get it while you can, get you know but i would never hack my playstation 5 because i'd be terrified of getting banned on the sony store so i don't think i'll partake uh but it is it is funny how this game is just there's always a pt story every year there's something that comes out of this game there really is because it's so good and 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 uh it's it's really funny because i probably i had it on my hard drive i didn't know it was going to be like this cult um thing to have pt on your hard drive and don't ever ever don't you dare ever delete it i probably deleted it to download ragdoll kung fu or something i know me too like it's so upsetting i'm so upset yep because i could have had it on my hard drive too um it was so different at the time and and uh you know i really feel like there was a lot of uh inspiration taken from pt and and embedded in resident evil 7 um th- those two games sort of sing well together for me they they have a similar sort of vibe with the you know american home setting and and uh when i played resident evil 7 i was like yes this is this is uh more of that and it was great um, Resident Evil Eight, yeah, but you know, just just a thought, just a thought. If 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 you like, if you're listening to this podcast and you liked PT, you enjoyed that. I think you should check out Resident Evil Seven if you haven't already. Vinny, do you disagree? No, I mean the inspiration is obvious. I think, in my opinion, I completely agree with you. I think that it's not even just Resident Evil Seven, but a lot of you know horror games that followed. Right, you know, were directly inspired by PT. The ultra realistic graphics on top of that, Resident Evil Seven has a lot of that too. It's, it, it really is an iconic one of those kind of, you know, when we look back when we're fifty, sixty years old, we're gonna look back, and I'm still gonna remember PT. 
you know, it's going to be one of those games that's never going to escape my mind. And and that's why the brilliance of this game. And also, let me just say this real quick. Brilliant marketing at the time, which right. I think had a huge part about it. It was just everything. It was almost like a perfect, you know, uh, combination of things going on with the release of this game. But the marketing, the way that they just mentioned the game during an E3 press conference, no you know, I, I don't know if you remember the E3 press conference when they announced PT, but it was just like a side item. They're like, oh, go check out this horror game. And then, you know, people start playing it. They dig deeper and deeper. And then, you know, before you know it, the, the game's announced. And um, it, it was just so brilliant. You know, it, it's such a great story. Well, I guess it's a tragedy, if you will. I, you know, but it's but it's a it's such an uh, iconic story in the video game industry that it just has me. Still to this day, 10 years after, however long it's been up to this point, just grinding my teeth thinking like Kojima just has to make a horror game. He has to. Right. It's too good right. um, of a game for him just to call it quits on horror. So uh, fingers crossed that this dude does something in the, in the horror genre because my goodness, um, it it's an iconic game. It really is. So this is a heavily related topic right on the docket next but uh silent hill their official twitter uh announced that the latest updates for the silent hill series will be revealed during the silent hill transmission on wednesday october 19th so we're going to get an announcement of sorts regarding silent hill which was heavily linked to pt originally uh, I could be wrong, but I'm 90% positive Norman Reedus was attached to Silent Hill before Kojima and and Reedus ended up working together on Death Stranding. Uh, my question to you, Vinny, how much of Kojima's influence from the earlier iteration of Silent Hill is still going to be present in this new game? It's a good question. I, I will start off by saying this. Firstly, I guess I'm definitely worried based on the leaks. The, there's the second one based on the leaks that have kind voice of come crack out. Number two, ladies and gentlemen, that was voice crack number two on the day jets won yesterday. So you just got to bear with me because I was doing a lot of yelling. I'm a little worried too, and I haven't voice cracked. one. <laughs> oh, go, on. go ahead. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because I, I have a follow up. I got to bounce a question off to you to see if you agree with me. I'm a little worried about this and the reason being is what got leaked like you said is that there it seems like there's a new silent hill game that they're going to announce tomorrow the leak also references this is likely being developed by layers of fear studio blooper team that to me is a little bit i'm a little worried uh i've played i don't know what your experience is with blooper teams games uh, I think it's the medium was the more recent one that they had. Uh, they did both of the layers of fears games. Uh, I want to say that they also did the uh, Blair Witch game uh, that came out a few years ago as well. I've played all of them and they're okay. <laughs> you know, they're good at best. There's nothing that they've made that I'm like, oh my gosh, got to, you know, my goodness, they got to make a Silent Hill game. So it's interesting that they are purportedly the studio that Konami has tapped to make another Silent Hill game. Uh, it sounds 
like it's going to be a Silent Hill 2 remake, which, okay, that's good. At least the groundwork is already there. So uh, it, there's a lot of moving parts here. It's just Bloober Team. I'm a little bit hesitant to allow myself to get excited um, because I've gotten excited for games of theirs in the past. The Blair Witch game I was very excited about. I was also very excited about the Medium, and I didn't really in, particularly enjoy either of those. So... What, what 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 say you uh, on that? I'm curious. Um, I played the medium a little bit. It was uh, it was okay. Uh, critical yeah. reception of of all of Bluebird Team's games just at, at first glance, it kind of meh. Um, like just to corroborate what you literally just said, but uh, Blair Witch seems to be one of its more successfully uh more critically successful games. But even that was not you don't you didn't like Blair Witch, you didn't think it was good. It was one of their better games for sure. I think that was probably the best one that I liked out of the Layers of Fear games and uh you know the Medium and Blair Witch. I like Blair Witch the most, but again, good at best in my opinion. You know, right. we're talking 75, right? It's nothing that's going to blow you away. Or anything like that. Actually, Observer is their is their best received game. Observer has it got a nine on IGN, nine on GameSpot. Yeah. I've never played uh, that one, so yeah. It I remember seeing it on the PlayStation Store, but it looked kind of boring, to be perfectly honest. I don't know. I, I they they seem like that studio. You know who they remind me of that we talked about earlier was uh um oh shoot spiders. Spiders. Yes. They're they're one of those like outside looking in developers that are just one big like game, one really good developer away from making something truly amazing. And maybe Konami provided that to Bloober. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe Konami yes. gave them the resources that they needed to truly realize their potential. Um I just know I just know, Anthony, not to cut you off there. This game Whatever it is, the scrutiny, the the scrutiny this game's going to get if it is not, if it's okay at best, is going to be insane. People have been clamoring for a Silent Hill game, particularly with what we just discussed, the brilliance of BT, PT, BT, with PT, you know, and what could have been on, on the back of their mind. And I'm hoping you're right that Konami understands how important this is, you know, and hopefully they take notes on the Resident Evil 2 remake on, you know, the horror games that have gotten things right. Uh, the concern comes from, well, Blooper Team, Blooper Team has had those games av readily available to them, and yet their games are still, you know, mediocre, meh. Um, so I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little worried for this game, but again, it, we might see a trailer tomorrow and I say, oh my gosh, like, wow. This is that game, like you said, that game that gets them over that hump of these sixes, these sixes over and over and over again. And um, hopefully they've taken the critiques to heart and they bring it here with the with the Silent Hill game. So yeah. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I'm just cautiously I'm just a little worried about it, to be honest with you. But we'll see, man. I'm I'm very uh, I'm definitely going to be watching. That's for sure. I just I, I don't think there's any reality where Kojima stays with Konami 
and makes a Silent Hill game. And then we have a an alternate reality where that doesn't happen, the reality that we're living in right now. <laughs> and uh, Bloober Team makes uh, the Silent Hill game. And you play those games. I don't think there is a single, you know, person that is going to say, wow, that Bloober Team game was way better than yeah. the <laughs> Kana- I know. Uh, Kojima game. They're, they're, it, they're just two different experiences. And this game is going to be completely right. It's going to be linked to PT forever, even though it's not. It's not. PT was the Kojima Silent Hill game. And and this is going to be something else. And it's... I, I, I got to agree with you. I don't think it's, it's going to be... I don't think it can live up to its potential, and that's because the uh, the 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 bar is set so high for a Silent Hill game. So it's 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 the 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 every single year a Silent Hill game doesn't come out, the anticipation grows that much more. You know what I mean? So exactly, they they need to be careful with this IP because it's it's one of the really it's one of their biggest IPs that they have left. You know? Yeah. And they they just can't rush something out, which I'm I'm just I'm right there with you, man. I'm worried, but I'm also cautiously optimistic, I guess you could say. But uh, it's almost like a lose lose situation because you know this game's going to come out and people are just going to be looking for anything to get their hands on, you know, to to bash this game. And I, and I hope that's not the case here. Um, and 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 my hope is that Bluebird came to you know went to konami and said hey this is our vision for your game and blew it out of the park you know what i mean and blew them out of the water and that's the hope um but we'll see man i i so really quickly before we move on going back to my original question you don't think that kojima's work on this game has transferred over at all you think they just ripped the page completely and started from scratch yeah i i I, I think they're yeah, I, I don't think they want to touch PT um, because they don't want to draw those comparisons. I, 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 I just I don't I, I'm not saying P, specifically PT. PT was a different entity. You know, I don't think PT was necessarily going to be what Silent Hill turned into the Kojima Silent Hill. What, what I'm saying is, do you think that there's some story beats or like maybe a particular horror motif or maybe a setting or a character that Kojima drew up for Konami that transferred over into this new Silent Hill developed by Bloober Team. That would be I, I think that would be entirely up to Bloober Team. Uh and my But I do I have what my, I'm saying I is, have my doubts that Konami would let Bloober Team have access. I mean maybe they would and say hey this is what Kojima had you know at our it's not at his desk IP. when he left our office. This is what was left on his desk. There's a couple photos of some creepy ass creatures here. Maybe use those. <laughs> you know, but my theory is that Bloober Team is probably going to want to do their own thing, disregard the PT. Maybe they just have a nod to Kojima somewhere within the game. Maybe there's something like that, but no. I don't think there's going to be anything substantial gathered from PT in this game. I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if that came out. I don't think they would do a like Easter egg nod to Kojima. That was a pretty nasty breakup from from what I've gathered. I think I think the latest news is that they've amended their 
hate for each other. Oh, slightly. good. We'll, we'll dump dump so. this Bloober Team game then and give us the real Silent Hill. <laughs> I know. Well, the, for a while there, that was that was the rumor was that Kojima was making oh, a this. Silent Hill game. Um, and I, I was following it because I love You mean like again? You mean again, like again? And that he had partnered oh. up. This was a long time ago. This was probably two, three years ago at, at this point. Uh, was that oh, Kojima you? potentially was back. Uh, oh, but, he, I but he's not. That. I remember uh, and that, seeing that. Yeah, and that Konami would let him use the Silent Hill IP at his new studio to make his game that he wanted. But uh, my theory is that, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a nod to Kojima. I think we are. Maybe. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Our last topic of the day before our For Your Consideration replacement is the Dead Space Remake. So we got an extended look into the gameplay of the new Dead Space game that is coming out in 2023. I believe it's early 2023 as well. It is looking quite nice, I must say. So from what I remember of the original Dead Space, the limb uh, thing is back where you're trying to shoot different limbs off of different enemies and it does certain... It changes the gameplay and the dynamic of the gameplay and the enemies depending on how you dismember them. Very cool. There's a brand new tearing effect visually. So different enemies' body parts will now tear. The layers of their skin, I'm assuming, will <laughs> come off in different ways depending on how you dismember them. This all sounds so gruesome, but it's it's really in a weird way, sort of a twisted beautiful. It's not even really that gruesome. It's not. Because it, they're aliens, and they're, uh, it's such a sci-fi world that that is definitely horror-infused, but it's, but it's, a, it, it, it's a beautiful game, is what I'm trying to say. It, it doesn't really have that scorn vibe to it, you know, that really, like, uh, visceral, bloody nastiness going but it but it does have a horror i almost get like alien vibes on on dead space um it's looking really good and it's looking like it's staying true to form but at the same time being a complete package and i this game is i'm assuming going to be 70 dollars, and i would gladly gladly spend the 70 for it um, those are, those are my initial impressions of this new 10 minute gameplay video that came out. Vinny, what do you think about the dead space remake and, and the, the deeper look that we, we got to have? Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you with everything that you said. I, I completely agree. One thing that I will say is me and you from our history, we're not shy of giving EA, you know, a, a mouthful about some of the crap that they do. But we got to be consistent here, and they, it seems, it looks like they knocked this out of the park. Like, this looks outstanding, and for all the crap that we give AA, the way that they also handled this game, I know that we had discussed, you know, in, in one of your videos as well, uh, about Skate and the developers of the new Skate and the level of transparency, and the. it's been very similar with this Dead Space remake. I know that they're communicating with the fan base via forums, asking them, hey, how would you want us to handle this? How would you how do you want to see this and things like that? The kind of the hard hardcore 
uh, Dead Space community, there's a lot of stories out there about how this game was made with and alongside the community, the diehard fans of Dead Space. And it's paying off. This looks amazing, man. It's just so funny that we're getting back-to-back games that are like this. Like, what are the odds of that happening? You know what I mean? Like, we're getting the Callisto Protocol early December. A month later, we're getting this remake. It's just such a small... It feels like such a small world that we haven't seen these type of games. And they look so good. Both of them look amazing. You know what I mean? You see it all the time in in movies and and in uh, different forms of of art. You see it in video games, too, where it's, it's bizarre. It's almost like planned. And I think part of it is, you know? I think that... Yeah, yeah, I think that there's some some thought that goes into uh releasing this game next to this game and 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 part of it I guess is just like the the meta, you know, uh one game pushes the meta and the other game sort of rides it, its coattails. It happens with movies too, you know. You, you see certain uh horror subgenres of horror movies come out like uh Sharknado and then you have like a a Tigernado or something like that. I don't know, I'm making that up, but but y- y- you get you get the point I'm making. Um it's 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 just the the uh the the industry gets pushed in a certain direction and I think that the marketing teams realize that and capitalize on it and uh just they, they take advantage of, of of trends. And I think that's what you're seeing is is a certain trend happens and then a certain trend is predicted to happen in the future. And you have two companies that strategically uh, come up with a plan to capitalize on said trend. And I think that that's sort of what happens. Um, which one looks better? to you to me Callisto protocol looks better and and that might be a little biased because i've already played the original dead space and i've already been to that world and this is a new world but you know trying to be as as objective as i can i still think i prefer Callisto protocol i think it's doing new and different things uh what about you such a good question because they're both he looks so good. You know, I don't want to say that I like one more than the other because it's going to sound like I'm just, you know, putting down the other one when that's not the reality. Um, I think I'm with you in that I'm more excited to play the Callisto Protocol because that's a world that I just have never seen. I'm still, unlike you, and I know we, we've gone back and forth about this on, on a previous podcast, I just get worried with first-time studios. I just do. I, I've There's been so many instances where a game comes out and the trailers look so good or it's something that we just hadn't seen before or something like that, right? And it's a first-time studio and the game comes out and it just doesn't live up to the absurd expectations that were attached to it before it came out. It could still be good, but it doesn't live up to those expectations. So... I'm still just because, and forgive me, the studio that's making the Callisto Protocol. How am I forgetting their name? Um, Strike First or something like that. Strike First Strike, Studios, I believe, with distance. Glenn Schofield. It's Glenn. Striking okay, distance. Strike Striking Distance Studios. That's right. 
I just, I know Glenn Schofield's involved and that makes me feel a lot more comfortable, but I'm still just trying as hard as I can to be cautiously optimistic. I don't want to get too excited and then, and then the game comes out, but I'm right there with you. I think the Coaster Protocol looks better, but there's that little part of me that's still a little worried about it, but uh, it's only because I've been duped over by new studios too many times for games that look exceptional and come out just don't live up to the don't live up to the hype yeah well well, i mean we've already had this discussion so i won't you know retread but i'll just quickly say striking distance is a new studio in name only like like you said you have glenn showfield you have you have the the players in the game gaming space already it's just a new team and a new name but to my earlier point about dead space not being gruesome and and more just like beautiful this game is beautifully gruesome in, in the Callisto protocol this game actually is very gruesome so um i just wanted to make that distinction uh i also wanted to to say that Callisto protocol feels more like a horror game dead space feels like a an adventure game meets a horror game almost like resident evil 4 you know, because Resident Evil 4, obviously, it's a horror game, but there's some adventure elements and some story elements that take it in a different direction. Um, I kind of get the same vibe from from Dead Space. They're, they're trying to exist in the horror genre, but they're not diving into the horror genre, in my opinion, the way the Callisto Protocol does. Yeah, I, I think Callisto Protocol does look scarier, but I will say this, based on the screenshots that I've seen, the kind of side-by-side comparisons of the Dead Space remake to the original, they are definitely leaning more in the direction of horror and trying to make the atmosphere more tense, darker, grittier, the lighting elements. Everything looks a lot scarier based right. on the and screenshots I- that I've seen, but I do agree with you in that it is a little bit more action-adventure, but this, the remake looks way more horror than the original Dead Space, I think, in my opinion. Um, it does look dark. And to me, it does look scary. I- I'll be honest with you. But the Callisto Protocol, when you put them side by side, I just Callisto Protocol looks way more gruesome and scarier, though. I do agree with you in that point. Yeah, I think it's it's also... You can't undersell the technology aspect. When, when Dead Space came out, they couldn't... They just simply couldn't perform some of those lighting effects in the world. You know what I mean? So... So that definitely factors into it as well. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm ready to move on to our final topic if you are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, great. so we don't have a for your consideration today, but what we do have is a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now, Vinny, and it is your favorite games that didn't come out in 2022, but you've played them in 2022. So if you need a second to think, that's fine. I have to go... Uh, take care of something anyway but but so so this is games in 2022 that you've played in 2022 that didn't come out in 2022 it could be a game that came out in 1985 i don't care just a game that you played this year that isn't from this year okay so hold that thought i'll be right back so a few games come to my mind personally i would say the first one Forgive me, my PlayStation just made a noise in the background, but the first game that comes to my mind is Rayman Legends. Have you played Rayman Legends? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. I haven't beaten it, but I've... I've. Ooh, hot yeah. dog, Anthony. This game is good. It, really? It's not only good, it's it's like... 
is like reaching nine out of ten levels. I'm I'm almost done with it. I've been playing it like on and off, you know, over the last like you know two months or so. Is it hard? And what's that? Is it hard? Yes, yes, it is hard. It gets really hard, which is part of the reason why I had to stop playing. But there are levels that are. 10 out of 10. There are multiple levels that are 10 out of 10 in terms of platforming, the music. That's one thing that I talked I talk a lot when I talk about my platformers how important music is to me. The music in Rayman Legends is what makes it I think so great. It is like 10 out of 10 music for platforming. Outstanding and and just in general the game's a whole lot of fun. Um I picked it up for like $4. That I like I remembered I was like oh, I never played this I never played the first one um and the art style to this day I think the game came out at least five six years ago and the art style holds up I mean it's it's one of those art styles that's it's never gonna go you know it's never gonna go bad it's gonna live for for a very long time this game uh and it's a lot of fun it just is I'm surprised you you've played it briefly I've probably played like half of it honestly yeah I played some of it co-op yeah. with Kelly. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, I'm loving it. And let me say this real quick, because there's one other game that kind of just came to my mind, but I have been, pl- I'll be very transparent. I've been playing it on Switch, but it is a PlayStation game. Okay. But as I'm playing it, I'm reminded of how good it was. And funny enough, yeah. it was one of the random games. Do you remember I when we discussed a random game that I'd been craving? Funny enough, I bought it on my Switch and I've been playing it over the last few weeks. No, I and don't it's remember. It's just as good as I remember it. What? Nino Cooney and Wrath of the White Witch <laughs> is so good. It is so much fun. It is is such a good game. I love that game. I, I oh never my gosh. beat it. I got so f- I got I, and I do this with all these RPGs. I get to the very end and then I never yeah. beat them. Oh my gosh! It is so good. Did and you? Uh, did it's you a shame that they aren't the, making them anymore. Or at least that one you know isn't purportedly. At least that I've seen is in the making. I know they did the sequel. Um. But my gosh, it is so good, man. My goodness. So, so, uh, um, the, the second game is supposed to be like really easy. That's why I never picked it up. It's on sale all the time on the PlayStation store, but like just that whole, like uh, the game's so easy, just kind of is like a repellent for me. I want to play something that is, it doesn't have to be hard, but I have to actually be able to use the things in the game that they give you strategically if i feel like i can just cheese by spamming one button it's just not fun for me but the first one is really hard it is and it's really really hard. how how far are you in that game uh i'm probably like six or seven hours you know oh very my god you're like not even it. it's yeah, like i only recently long. over the last it's few long. days i've probably put in like five hours just because you know it's something that i play right before i go to bed and i'll end up playing for a few hours and it's so good and I it's love, also very beautiful to it's, this day. it's very beautiful i love drippy oh my goodness the lantern guy the drippy yes he's so yes. funny drippy mr he's drippy so funny. yes oh my he god is. so what about you anthony what have you played so i i this 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 game came out in let me let me uh do some research really fast it actually sure. the ps5 version of the game just got released so uh, doesn't um, count I'm just kidding. <laughs> it came out in 2017, though. Uh, what okay. Remains of Edith Finch? It's a walking oh. simulator. It is probably one of the best written games I've ever played. 
um except for like the ending I, but like the the characters were so well written um it was it was a really interesting game about this family where they i guess when a family member dies they like seal off their um how their their room and then they keep building on new family members into the room and each family member has like a different personality and you go through as like one of the remaining uh members of the family and you go through all their rooms and one of them's like an actor one of them is like a um you know uh just like a, a like a loser type character not a loser but you know that's such a that's such a bad word. I don't, I don't mean it like that, but like, uh, like a college dropout type and, and they all have these different personalities and, 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 uh, and, and, and playing styles. Um, one of them you play as like a little kid and they, they turn into, uh, a cat in their imagination and you, it's, it's, it's a really, it's, it's so hard to explain. Um, but it, it came out so 17, like five years ago. And it's it's uh one of the best walking simulators by far that I've ever played. Those games are like nice when you just want to chill and like hang out for a little bit. Um, I want to go back farther than that though, because I feel like I've played a game that came out not in the twenty twenty tens. Let me let me ask you a question think. while you're pulling something up, Anthony, because I this is gonna sound super random, but I I just saw an ad on here and I had no idea that this was coming out on Friday. Was it you that played Tales from the Borderlands and said it was really good? I, I can't remember if it was you or someone else that I had spoken to. Tales um, from the Borderlands? It might have been Joey because he likes those okay. Telltale games. I, I don't. I played there, it. It was fine. But yeah, did, I, I don't did know. Did you know there? There's a new Tales from the Borderlands game coming out on Friday. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I had no idea. Maybe yeah, I'll check I, that out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know who's making that game because it's not. Um, oh, I got another good one, though. Uh, OK, just to dive right back in Wolfenstein. I told you I was playing that. It Ooh. is like the a, a hidden gem. The original Wolfenstein, not the original, but the original Wolfenstein one remake. It came out in 20 like 14, something like that. It was like like the beginning of the PS4's life cycle. I'm trying to find it. Uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order. Anyway, it's like, like, like real good. Like really, really good. 2014. 2014. So it came out eight years ago. Um, and it still holds up. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of got like a Half-Life vibe to me a little bit more linear though and that there are levels that build off of each other but it has that adventure um shooter sort of uh energy to it have you ever played half-life no no i've never played the game oh that that's a game that you you must play at some point in your life it is a classic um but anyway those are those are a couple games that i've played uh shadow of the colossus is another one demon souls uh because demon souls came out in 2020 so it's cheating a little bit but whatever um what other games did i play from from last not this year that i really liked in 2022 yeah 
I don't know. I know for me, one that I didn't mention that we talked about, that was probably the reason why it didn't come to my mind, Inscription. My probably my game of the year so far. Okay. Uh, but that goes okay. without let's, saying. But let's talk about this. Inscription can't be your game of the year 2022 and a game that didn't come out in 2022 that you played. Like <laughs> in 2022. Like it, it can't be both. <laughs> it's you're like wait, bending well, the rules. It, it came out last year though, technically, didn't didn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm well, gonna it, yeah, I'm gonna get penalized by some sort of yeah, then it can't be your game of the year. What I'm saying, it That's can't be your game point. of the, yeah. You got to pick one. <laughs> Which oh, is did it come out this year or great. last year? Yeah, <laughs> inscription. I can say that too. I played inscription this year, um, but I played it on PC. Yeah. Um, what other games? Uh, NHL, NHL 22. I played. Uh, NHL 23 just came out. Um but I'm not spending $70 on an EA sports game. I refuse to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, probably the biggest surprise to me, the, the game that holds up the, the best by far, um, like this game is graphically, gameplay-wise, just everything about this game. It feels like it could fit right in with a game from 2020, 2021, 2022. Um, Near Automata. It it is like it yeah. plays so well. It plays like a game that just came out. It really does. That game came out very a very long time ago, like a very long time ago. It came out in 2017. Also, that's five years. Yeah, almost well, six. Me, it came out in February. I haven't actually even purchased the game yet. I need to this week. Have you? Is there a PS5 version, or is, are no. we just looking PS4? No, it. it's 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 a PS4, and you can tell that it's 1080p and not 4K. You know, after you play a lot of 4K, you can sort of realize that. But it is it is just surprisingly good. And 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 it's it, it it's cringe at some points. It is uh, it's never repetitive, but it's kind. There's certain sections that are kind of annoying. Um, but it's it's surprisingly a lot like like a Souls game, and that was not something I was expecting. There's like a lot of elements that remind me of a Souls game in near. Um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, there's another one. Cyberpunk 2077, that is another game. So there are so many. The, the, the point of this uh, bullet, the point of this talking point, God, oh my God, I sound so redundant. The point of this talking point. The reason I made this a talking point is because I just wanted to show people that there are so many good games out there, maybe some that you've played, maybe some that you haven't, that did not come out this year that you can still go back to and, and, and just really enjoy yourself uh i will say a game like wolfenstein doesn't hold up as well as a game like near automata wolfenstein feels like an older game like that's why i compared it to half-life like it holds up well but it it, it definitely shows its age a little bit um but yeah i mean those are those are the pretty pretty uh big ones for me games that i've played uh, this year that didn't come out this year. Uh, do you have any more of any before we sign off? And I know this is a little random no. at the end of the episode, but I couldn't think of anything better. No, I think it's cool. I would also just say pretty much all of my 
for your consideration games. Crash 4, Psychonauts 2. True. Go a little bit down memory lane here for the podcast. <laughs> you guys go check out those earlier episodes. <laughs> find out my thoughts. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, yeah Crash 4 is uh, that's a game that I always come back to. I, I, I can't get enough of that game, and I'm so excited that they're making a Crash 5. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I think that's, I mean, as far as games that didn't come out this year that I played this year, that's the majority of the ones that I really wanted to highlight. Um, definitely, definitely Wolfenstein I was surprised by and definitely Near Automata. I'm very surprised. Oh, uh, and Death Stranding as well is another one. Uh, all really, really, really solid games that, you know, it's it's really sad, Vinny, because, and and I, I know I made this point already, but I want to make it again. If you just released Nier Automata on October 18th, 2022, and you said it was a new game and just like up the graphics or something, I would be 15 times more addicted to it. There's something about that oh, new yeah. game smell that just really gets you. Yeah, yeah so, of course. I wish there was a way that I could like pretend that these games were brand new and had just come out. Have you played Control? I I think I briefly played it, um, but I, I was probably playing something else during it. I think it was a free game of the month not too long it, ago. It, it, and it, at that it was. point, I played it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it was so bad. This is one of the the a really good example of a game that shouldn't have come out on <laughs> PS4 and actually serves the gameplay on PS5. The game runs like absolute garbage on PS4. And I played it all the way through and beat it and it was it was a really fun time. I'm not going to lie. It was a really good game. But it ran like garbage. It ran like garbage. The story oh. didn't make any sense. You need a lot of like uh Sort of, you need to do some research going into the game if you care about the story. I didn't really care that much about the story, so I didn't get too involved with that. But the gameplay is, is it's real good. Like, really, really good. Um, and apparently it's in the same universe as the Alan Wake games. Super bizarre. I heard little, that. Yeah, it's a little like, weird. It's so weird. Yeah, a little weird tidbit there, but... Um, I hope you liked this segment of Anthony and Vinny ramble about video games for 25 minutes. Yeah, it, no, that's, that's. <laughs> Vinny, do you have anything to add? This is why I like for your consideration. It's a great way to end the episode. We're going to come back next week. So so near Automata, just to let, let everyone know, that's going to be like beat that game whenever you get a chance to. And if it's six months from now, whatever, eventually we're going to do like an all encompassing review of that game. Yeah. And, and, and that'll be fun. Because we're both playing it right now. Uh, well, uh, you're supposed to be playing it. You haven't yet. Whatever. But anyway, yeah. we'll still do for your consideration. I just don't didn't have... It was a really, really busy week for me. And I didn't have a chance to come up with a good topic. Or uh, Vinny, let me throw it to you. Are there any topics um, or genres that you feel like we, we haven't touched on yet that you want to touch on? Genres, man. You know, one thing that I can't wait to actually just do is both of us playing the game at the same time that just came out. It's yeah. finally going to happen with God of War. We're going to have right. our coming out party here with a game right. that we're both going to be playing right, at the same right, time. Right, right, That's right. new. So right. it's finally going to, all the stars are going to align here a little bit. So it's going to be yeah. fun to talk about a game together when we're both, you know, actively playing it. That's new yeah. and fresh. So it's going to happen. And that's in a few weeks from now. 
I'm uh, once I'm God of War launches. I'm still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out a, a good way to do that, though. Like, how do we talk about a game that we're both concurrently playing without spoiling apart for the other person? Like, how do we go about that? How would we explain what? I'm sorry. So, so let's say, let's say, like, we want to do like a review in progress sort of a thing. How would we? Yeah. Say, all right, what part of the game are you at? Did you get to the part where where uh, where we Kratos would, kills himself? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, we're gonna you, have to. How would you? Yeah, do that? we're gonna have to discuss prior beforehand. We're gonna have to talk maybe in code a or something. initial impressions that doesn't give away too much, and then we can have a full on right spoiler talk at some point. What's gonna um, be fun about the the Last of Us series is we're gonna do episode by episode. I really can't yeah. wait for that. That's gonna be fun. Um, I that'll know. be fun to talk about. But yeah, I, I and 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 I'll I'll leave our listeners with this. I have a sort of an existential crisis going on in my brain every single day, and and it's and this is what it is. Do I play God of War, uh, 2018 on PS5, 60 FPS, and go back and experience that story one more time to hype myself up for the new God of War, or do I just dislocate myself from from that gameplay and story and all that stuff and come in fresh what are yeah. you doing Vinny? what's your that's, strategy my approach right now is that second that that you uh threw that's out been there, mine which that's is been mine too. i'm gonna just disassociate myself with the game try to talk about it as minimal as possible hard to do when we have a playstation podcast but right <laughs> i'm gonna try to not you know associate myself with it until i just get it in my hands and i know I just, i'm gonna play it i i feel like once this second game comes out, I'm never going to go back and play that first game again. And what a shame that is. That's yeah. how I feel. That's how I, I did genuinely see feel. on online, Anthony. I was excuse me online. I did see that the uh, and I I think I mentioned this to you that the review copies are already out. And w- an interesting tidbit on that: the review embargo got leaked as well. Like a lot of the reviewers are saying, "Hey, my review is going to launch on this date." It's a week before the game comes out. Wow. Now, typically, when you see something like that, it means Sony knows what they have. You know yeah. what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. it means they know yeah. this is going to get a 10. Yeah. So, you don't see a week out, you know, No, it's usually a couple of days. So it's usually very, days. very exciting. Usually, the games that you have to worry about are those that the review embargo is the day that the game, you know, physically Correct. releases. Yeah. Um, but Sony typically does this, and typically, that means that their games are outstanding. So, um just an interesting little tidbit there that I saw online. So I, I can't wait, man. Yeah. So I, I think that I will continue my approach of pretending God of War doesn't exist. And it uh, sounds like you're going to do the same. And then I will. I really should have taken off of work. I really should have taken off of work for God of War. Um, Oh, man. Doesn't it come out on the 9th? Yeah, it comes out the ninth. Oh God, that's a Wednesday. My day's off for Sunday, Monday. That's terrible. Yeah, I guess it does come out on the Wednesday. Yep. Why would they do that? Don't they know my day's off for Sunday, Monday? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't talk to Sony? (laughs) No, I didn't. And I can't. That means I can't even play Tuesday at midnight. I'm probably gonna play at midnight on Tuesday for an hour and then go to bed. That is Vinny just made a face. Wednesday? Yeah, no, I know. I I did that with the last game. I did that with was uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was Ratchet and Clank or Horizon. It was one of those big ones, though. One of those big games. I was yeah, like, I gotta. I think the last time I did that was Elden Ring. I remember I I'd waited. Oh, that's what it was. I, I that's what. That's exactly what yeah. it was. I did it for Elden Ring. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, but that's pretty much it for this episode of the PS Blue Podcast. A little short, a very slow week. But uh, episode 20, we are giving away a $20 PlayStation gift card. So make sure that you tune in next week for episode 20 of the PS Blue Podcast. We will see you back and we are going to give that code away. So come in with a secret phrase and it could be yours. That's it for this episode of the PS Blue Podcast. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys.